Hey, David. What's up? Would you consider yourself to be a supportive friend? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, it depends on the my mood. Why? On the level of support? Yeah. Well, some of my other friends gifted me a board game. And I messaged you all excited, being like, wow, I can't believe I got this game. And your reply was legitimately just, you won't play it. So now, out of spite, I'm going to play the absolute shit out of this game. No, 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 no. My response was, cool, comma, you'll never play it. Jerk move. Um, for those who don't know what you're ta- I'm talking about, obviously, you probably wouldn't. But thanks to some of my friends um, who hang out around TWB, shout out Stephen J. I have a copy of Gloomhaven now. Here's the problem. David's a big, mean jerk weenie face. No, I'm not. I mean, like, I know. I know you. I know you and your board games. I know that you know that I know you. I know that you know that I know you. And Gloomhaven is a beast of a game to set up and, and tear down and, and all that stuff. Uh, you have to find some sort of like reset kit as well. Yeah, to... they're not overly expensive to begin with, but I'm taking my chances on Black Friday. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. But it, I just... I You've had the digital version of Gloomhaven for how long? And you haven't Again? even even attempted that unsupportive friend doesn't want to play yeah well you know what uh what i do want to play though what's that this episode of the scene on screen podcast Holy moly, it is November. Jeez. I know we did uh, games in November last month or last week, but I gotta say, I'm starting to feel those those Yuletide carols and the fallala lying <laughs> early this year. It's not quite almost Christmas time. But it is in a sense, because you know, the day the calendar rolled over to November first walmart like exploded in christmas it wasn't just like the christmas stuff that they already had up to get the the early people trying to get their their inflatable grogu's and olaf the snowman's mm-hmm. it, it was in this case everything like there was christmas bells up there's lights every day walking around the mall there's a new piece of decoration that you're just like oh damn that's uh that's that wasn't there yesterday saw a commercial for christmas stuff i mean um, like what did you expect though it just gets, you know, further and further into the year, every year. Like next was, year, it'll be next year. We'll have Christmas stuff up, like four or five days before Halloween. I mean, I I saw stuff in Winners and Marshalls and stores like that. All like their Christmas stuff already, uh, beginning of October, mid October. So, I mean. A lot of places put it out, but then it just goes hardcore, you know, November 1st. Yeah, it's uh, it's rather intense. I'll tell you um, 
we did our traditional watch the movie just friends and have a hot cocoa on november 1st and that was a lot of fun we got to enjoy the movie is the opposite of hot cocoa just chocolate milk no because hot cocoa can be made with water oh i i guess not chalky milk you know what I've been uh, doing though. I've been how many indul- how many days did you start? <laughs> what day did you have your first carton of eggy milk for the new? Season? Oh, dude, I've I've <laughs> we know finished. you had it in October. I've already like- finished two 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 liter cartons of of eggy milk in October. What does that look like? You uh, it's November first, and you you slip out to the kitchen <laughs> in the middle of the night. You're like, oh, it's twelve. <laughs> 12.02. You went to bed early because it was a Wednesday. You're like, oh, man, you know what? I, I think I – or Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, you're like, oh, man, I think I need that sweet, sweet nectar of that eggy, it's, eggy milk. It's like uh, it's like sleepwalking, except I'm not actually walking. Like, I just, like, slither out of bed. Like, I, my body just kind of, like, slides out, like, <laughs> down along the, to the foot of the oh, bed. Oh, it slinks out, yeah. I slink out like a snake, like a slither a snake. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just kind of like my body is just naturally like just floating along to the the fridge as uh, in my sleep I pour pour a tall glass of eggy milk. Does your uh, significant other enjoy the the sweet nectars of egg milk? Oh yeah, of course. Or or uh, if you read the 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 French version, it's uh, lait de poulet, which uh, if you want to take the direct literal translation, it lait chicken. <laughs> No, chicken milk. Ch- chicken milk. There you go. Well, I was going to ask, like, do you do you guys just drink it straight from the carton? Do you put a little? I'm not animals. Bag? I pour it into a glass. Add some rum. Uh, you know what? I'll add. I'll add some rum. Uh, it depends on what we're doing. Like, if uh, if we're say we're like say Saturday night, Friday night, we're watching a like we decided to watch a Christmas movie or whatever. I'll uh, I'll put some rum in my my uh, chicken milk um and uh christmas eve you know that kind of stuff but i'm not you only I, save the the captain morgan's because obviously you're putting spice rum in this right to give it that that extra little vanilla yeah pop. yeah yeah i like if you put uh if you put like white rum into your eggnog you're you're an animal <laughs> you don't it probably just separates it's like now nah, we're not doing this right now. you don't deserve to have uh egg, eggy milk but uh no we actually so we've we've been playing with the idea of doing like you know like wine tasting how they have like different criteria you're not you're not doing an eggnog I, tasting i think we i think we might i think are, i might are you do gonna set the, this up in your driveway in <laughs> santa's village i might do uh the the official seat on screen uh eggy milk review series uh you know with what I can find up here. There Nielsen's is, eggy milk. That you know what? Nielsen's is the worst. It is it is too liquidy. It doesn't have that like creamy m- texture, that mouth feel. It doesn't linger my, on your palate. My soundboard's down and I'm so upset. <laughs> Why? What did you want to play? I'm not going to tell you because you'll play it anyways. <laughs> Um, excuse me and uh yeah like president's choice the black carton for all of our canadians you guys know those ones that's great now what do we have we have the safeway here and i honestly don't know how to pronounce the name it's like le or something like that it's like the safeway brand 
milk stuff, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's actually pretty darn good. Uh, but we recently picked up President's Choice has some pep, uh, pepper. I was going to say peppercorn. Peppermint. <laughs> Uh, like candy cane. Yeah, they have a candy cane one. And, uh, and then there was a chocolate one that uh, we we picked up that we were gonna try out, see how that goes. But chocolate eggy milk. Yeah, so I Easter don't know. milk from the bunny. That's bunny milk. Well, it, no, well, Sh- it's it's like uh, the leftover chocolate from Halloween. I don't like this conversation anymore. I was, I was gonna say I got onto. You remember how I used to be on Ninja Creamy talk, and I really wanted a Ninja Creamy like. Oh yeah, at the beginning of the summer. Yeah, to make ice. People cream, are making yeah. ice cream out of eggnog. Oh yeah, man. Kawartha, do you know that brand? Yeah, they make some really good ice cream. They have an egg, an eggnog ice cream, which is, it, it it's pretty much just eggnog that's frozen. It's so good. There you go. So, um, it's now November tenth, right? We're 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 one day away from the. I guess a day and a half away from the unofficial start of the Christmas season because mm-hmm. Christmas music doesn't play in malls or anything until noon on Remembrance Day. That's kind of a big thing here in North America for um, the kickoff to the holiday season. And then that week kind of ramps up and you get your Santa Claus parade the Sunday after. Mm-hmm. And that's where things kind of explode. Now, my question for you is, like, I've already listened to a few Christmas songs because this year we're just, we said Christmas can start early. We don't care. I'm we're just surprised. doing our own like, thing. I, I feel like you're you're the kind of person that's like, nope, December or like December 1st is when I will listen to Christmas music. Like, uh, Growing up, we were always like, Christmas started at the Santa Claus Parade. That would be kind of like that's when the lights would be allowed to go up on the house. So the day of the Santa Claus parade, we would always throw the lights up. Um, Sometimes we would throw up the tree or we would wait till the first week of December to throw up the tree. Mm -hmm. Um, This year, like we already have a tree up. Really? Uh, It's not decorated. We just have the tree up and lit. So it's like it's just a nice ambience. We're just we're trying to get out of like a little bit of like October was wet and gross. And like it's it just kind of carried over. So we're just trying to like, I don't know, change things up a little bit. Lighten the mood of it. No, that's fair. I mean, we have snow up here already. We had snow for Halloween. Uh, my Christmas lights are up on my house. I did that on November 4th. Uh, you know, a little bit against my my own personal choice. But at the same time, last year... I put Christmas lights up on my house. It was minus 26 degrees and we had like two feet of snow and I did not want to have a repeat of that. So oh, yeah, the first available day to do it, you do it. You climb up that ladder while it's still warm and you go bang, 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 bang. bang well, bang. it wasn't like super warm and we had like a, a bunch of stuff. So I couldn't climb up onto the roof and, and do it like that. Uh, but, you know, we mistakes were made last year and I learned from them. And it didn't take us too, too long to uh, get them up. I think this year I've added a few, a few extra things. Our house has a, a lot of candy canes. We're like the candy cane house. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a, I, I want to add just a few more, more lights to uh, even out kind of like the left side of my house. It seems a little, there's a, a big gaping void of nothingness there. So, uh, but lights aren't, aren't actually on in the evenings yet when when is your date 
you know what? Like I, I'm contemplating probably next week. Um, I'll, I'll probably put it on, but, uh, she who shall not be named wanted to start playing Christmas music today, uh, or this week when we were, uh, getting, getting dinner ready. And I was like, Nope, not happening. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, for a month and a half, that's all that you're going to listen to. And, and don't get me wrong. I enjoy listening to Christmas music, but I think it's still a little too early for some of that. So, uh, in town, like we get a, we get a real Christmas tree. It's something that my family has always done. Uh, they are getting kind of expensive, but they're still cheaper than, uh, uh, a fake tree. Uh, but a, free, a, a fake tree has longevity. Yeah. But like, a real Christmas tree, like you get that, you get that smell, uh, you get the enjoyment of having to water it every day. <laughs> uh, Sounds the, fun. The enjoyment of at the end when you like uh, when you're you're taking the tree out, uh, going through with the vacuum cleaner, and it's like in the commercials for vacuum cleaners where they just like go over like a floor f- covered in just filth, and then you get that like that perfect line of cleanliness. I don't know, and and they just are are more full. I don't know. There's just something about it. Like I always had one growing up, so eventually we'll get to a we'll most likely get a fake tree. But you know, we, we're we're still on the the real tree kick, uh, and the local uh, what are the the legion here? I guess mm-hmm. uh, they sell the trees, right? So, um, they are going on sale on November twenty second. So I told she who shall not be named. We can start listening to Christmas music in the house on the 22nd of November because that's when the tree will be up. We've just been kind of easing ourselves in. So like we watched um, just friends and then we listened to the spirited soundtrack the other day. Spirited? Like the will. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah. So like we're easing in. It's not like we're going full out Cratchit here. There, like, there needs to be. I guess you know what you could watch. You could watch like movies that aren't necessarily Christmas movies, but take place during winter time. See, that's where the whole great debate of holiday versus Christmas films happens, because I think Just Friends is more of a holiday movie than it is a Christmas movie. The the, the movie does culminate on New Year's. It does have some Christmas tones, a Christmas party, all that stuff. But. For what it's worth, I believe it's more of a holiday film than a Christmas film. The night before, I literally watch Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. As tired as I am, I watch that movie every year. Yeah, but that movie is like, uh, like that is a, a Christmas movie, right? Like it's that, like that's part of the the story or the theme of the movie. Like, how about like the movie like Deck the Halls, Danny DeVito and uh, what's his name? Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. You know, that's not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it takes place during the winter time. And the story behind that is they're just trying to, or, or Danny DeVito's character. Is it a character. Christmas light competition or something? Yeah, he's just trying to be able to see his house from outer space for, <laughs> with the lights. I feel like something like that. Or how about uh, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh Jingle all the way. Jingle all That's the way. That's a thousand percent a Christmas movie. Know, That's not I'm even just, close. It was just just testing you. You passed. No, but, <laughs> you you passed. You know, but there's there's a lot of movies that, or there's a few at least that uh, you can you could watch that aren't necessarily, you know, 
traditional Christmas movies. Do you have to have a Christmas word or phrase in the film title in order for it to be a Christmas movie? Well, no, because like we just you just said Jingle All the Way is uh, is a Christmas phrase is a Christmas movie, but it's not a Christmas. Oh, yes, it's from a song. Oh, my God. I didn't expect to have this debate tonight, but I'm for it. Die Hard obviously is a Christmas movie, (laughs) according to me. Well, Die Hard takes place on it's at a Christmas party, right? But here's the thing, though. It's on Christmas Eve on Christmas Eve. But that's not the theme of the movie. It's about what exactly is it? It's about terrorists. I don't know. I don't really know why uh, terrorists attack the tower, but uh, I I wouldn't necessarily call it a Christmas movie, but it is a Christmas. A Christmas friendly movie. It's a Christmas ally. (laughs) I I, I like how now that it's just past November, we can freely talk about this. For two reasons. I mean, One, it's our freely... show. We could do, yeah, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> we could talk. Remember that time that we talked about power tools for like 45 minutes? So. Speaking of which. <laughs> no, not speaking of which. But I did do a bad thing. Just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. And you're wondering what it is. Tell you what I did. So let me paint you a picture. We've been talking about getting a specific Lego set for a year now, a little over Uh because we saw it on TikTok and Instagram and it's a special one. It's a holiday centric Lego set that also has light kits that you can buy for it, which is really, really cool. Now we agreed myself and my significant other, a few days before we drove to Toronto to we were going to go down there for the day. We were going to go see the hockey hall of fame, go see a leaf game, all that stuff. It was a fun day, mm. but we decided that if the Lego home alone house was in the Lego store at Yorkdale mall, we were going to buy it. And that was it. We just decided that it was like, it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. We had some gift cards lined up that we we were saving for this occasion. But we also decided that if it didn't happen, we would have moved on. It was like this was a one and done now and now or never. We were either right. going to buy it or we weren't. Yeah. They had three of them. <laughs> so we left it, with one. That's crazy. Dude, this box is heavy for a Lego box. How many how many pieces is it? Just shy of 4,000. Oh, geez. It's a, it's a hefty build. We got to find a plastic container that'll fit inside the box so we can put it all away. So we can like, what do you contain mean it? it'll fit inside the box. Well, we want to keep the Lego box because it looks cool. Yeah, but why do you need a plastic container? Just get those, uh, the freezer Ziploc bags. Oh, and section them off. But we're next year, we're going to build it as a scramble. So this year it'll yeah, be yeah, all yeah. in like sections, but next year it'll be all chaos. Yeah, exactly. But you know, you're you're going to take it apart, right? Are you going to take yep. it apart like piece by piece so that like the sections aren't uh, like pre-built, like put together? No, we were actually thinking because I'm also probably going to get a Lego advent calendar. All those characters are going to visit the Home Alone house. Plus, we have the two friend sets, and we have some Harry Potter sets. So yeah, but like they're they're all going to be at that Christmas party. It'll be a rocking good time. But at uh, 
Like, at the end, we're at just going to... the year, you're going to take it apart. But are you going to take yeah. apart it so that it's all individual pieces? Or are you going to take it apart in chunks so that, like, next year you can be like, okay, this section is is built? No, nah, we're going to build it from scratch again. Okay, like, if so... a few pieces are together, a few pieces are together, yeah. but we're not, like, sectioning the walls. Okay, so all, all you need, though, is, like, a few of the bigs, like, freezer Ziploc bags, and just put everything in there. You don't have to, like, label it because there's no way that you'll be able to label what's going in there. And then they'll fit nicely in the, the box. And then next year, you, you have a chaos build. Because you just yeah, open all the, the bags. It'll be a lot of fun. We're really excited to have it. It's uh, it's quite the statement piece, I'll tell you. And it's just, it's big and sitting in our living room right now. We're like, yeah, oh, like, where are you going to put it, we, though? We're just going to put it on the little table beside our, like, our where we eat. So okay, we can just yeah, yeah. enjoy it, right? Yeah. The whole idea is, like, as I said, we're going to we're gonna build some scenes out with uh, mm-hmm. our our friends characters and our and our harry potter characters but uh it was cool they gave us um there was a free gift with purchase if you spend over like 150 bucks it was the galileo idea set don't know what i'm gonna do with it maybe put on top of the home alone house to have like a little haunted mansion kind of vibe uh and then because i'm a lego vip member which honestly i had to redeem my points so i got 10 free dollars they gave us um girl math like Grow math. Oh, we grow math the heck out of that. Yeah, you had to spend uh, money to get that money. So. <laughs> yeah, lots of it too. That's yeah. the problem. Um, they gave us like a there was a a VIP set that you got just for being a member, which was a bag of Lego pieces that allowed you to holidayify or Christmasify your Lego set. So it's like okay. some trees, some some little bears, some lights that you could attach to houses, that kind of fun stuff. I think so, uh, last time. We, Last time I bought Lego stuff, I bought like the the uh, Commander Cody and uh, Rex helmets and uh, Princess Leia as like Boosh or whatever, however you pronounce it. Uh, and the gift with purchase for that one was a uh, like a pirate set. Oh yeah. And then uh, a bag of summer summer things. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool, but. Uh, I think uh, what was the one Christmas one that I got? Uh, it was like a Star Wars one. Oh, um, no, there's the one that we bought around Christmas, and it was Charles Dickens. It was uh, a Christmas Carol. Oh, that's and cool. And it's like in a book, so like the book, the Lego book opens up. So uh, we we have that. That's part of our Christmas decoration. So we keep the box and we put everything back on there. We're b- back yeah. in the box afterwards. But yeah. Now the obvious answer is the Millennium Falcon or the Star Destroyer. These are just the two obvious ones, which they had in stock, by the way. They had the $1,000 Millennium Falcon in stock. What is, aside from those two items, the money doesn't matter, what do you want to buy set? Like, uh... Like, you you were just given a blank check. You get to walk in, you get to leave with the set of your choice. Could be $9, it could be $900. Well... But it can't uh, be those two that I mentioned. Not the Star Destroyer or the the, the Millennium uh, Falcon. Millennium Th- Falcon. Those are just the obvious ones for everybody. Or what I would actually, collectors. what I would actually get. Um, well, that's that's tough. Uh, I really want the, the uh, uh, Venator class Republic attack cruiser. That's the new one that uh, they just released. And that one's massive. It is a meter, just over a meter long. 
Oh, uh, yeah, they have that on display at the front of the store. Yeah, half a meter wide and 30 centimeters tall. Uh, I would get that one or uh, what was the other one? You know what? The, the AT-AT is, uh, is pretty darn cool. The Razor Crest is pretty darn cool. I, you know what? Honestly, like I always forget about the Razor Crest, but every time I see it, I'm like, man, I want to buy the Razor Crest. It is uh, so expensive, though. It is. Um, we're we we we're saving up for the Moss Eisley Cantina because that's a yeah. Big we were stack. looking at that one. We actually have enough. Uh, we have enough VIP points to redeem like a hundred dollars. So I don't know. Maybe if they have a a sale this this year we might we might uh spur you can get, you can that, get it but... for 400 instead of 500 yeah right um you, you know that i have the uh, republic gunship right no did i not t- did i not tell you this one what this was a few years ago no uh, you always tell me about uh anakin speeder or luke speeder no anakin speeder the one from phantom menace right from phantom menace What's the one that you bought from AliExpress? Oh, that's Luke's uh, Lance Feeder. Oh. Yeah, that one was sweet, uh, surprisingly. No, so the Republic gunship, it came out a few years ago, uh, but this was like the, the big one. It's, uh, what, how how wide is it? 74 centimeters wide, 68 centimeters deep. It's massive. Uh, 3,200 pieces. I got this in Edmonton when uh, when we were out there and oh you got it with the box damaged or something right? yeah so it, that yeah. was the one where the guy was like oh i can get you a discount on it and i haven't been hot about it i'm like i wasn't gonna spend all of my spending money on the first day that i was there so uh went back a few days later there that one was sold but the guy is like oh i found in the <laughs> rummaged around in the back and i found one that has just enough box damage that i could uh i could discount it for you i'm like sweet little do they know I had to take everything out individually, like all the bags, shove them in every crevice in my suitcase. I wanted to keep the box just for like storage purposes, and I wasn't going to build it anytime soon. It still hasn't been built, and I bought it like three years ago. Uh, and what? Uh, oh, yeah. So then I, I took the box, folded it up, like folded it into like four pieces just to shove it in my suitcase. So I'm like, oh, whatever. I saved the extra like 15%. Plus, everything is a. Uh, what is it? Eight percent uh, discount in uh, in Alberta. Yeah, because of their tax there. So, but that's sweet. When are you gonna? When are you like? Are you planning on doing like a watch party at your house and and putting it together? Like, are you gonna watch the Home Alone? Did you tell everyone that it, it was the Home Alone yeah. house, right? Yeah. So we're uh, gonna do one, two, and then we're contemplating doing we 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 will watch three. Three is pretty good. Kind of suck. The new one wasn't bad. The one that was last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Ellie Kemper. Not bad. So we know we're going to watch one and two probably a few times, or we'll just have... Like, this build's apparently long. But um, we we love movies, right? So we, we've been talking, and we're like, dream basement scenario would eventually to be like, have a little Lego city. And I know you're not a Harry Potter fan, but have you seen the Gringotts Bank set? Uh, no, those are uh, three words. The Green Gods Bank set? Gringotts. Who's... Anyways, it's like, it's 
the name of the bank, Gringot. G-R-I-N-G. Okay, here I'm looking this up. Anyway, oh, it's so like it's a house the... on a tree. That's yeah, a so it's the first time Lego has built a set where you build on top of your own set, and it's all modular. So, if you want the the street level part, it connects to Diagon Alley, which is a, a place in Harry Potter. So it's all modular, which is really really cool. That's cool. Um, and they've actually built the plates to be modular for that, which is nice. Um, so we looked at that. I got to see the Daily Bugle for the first time in person, not in a box. Really? Which was really cool. Um, the Sanctum Santorum was there, but they didn't have it on display. I was hoping to catch a glimpse of the soon-to-be-released Avengers Tower. That is going to be an expensive set, and I want it. I want it badly. Well, you blew your uh, Lego load on... Yeah. Whatever... All twenty nine real dollars, baby. <laughs> Whew. So, but, uh, where, yeah, where did fun. you get all the gift cards from? Was it are, were they like wedding gifts? Well, just like gifts we've acquired over the oh, years. You say like, more. Like sometimes years. you get birthday gifts that are like fifty dollars or a hundred dollar cards, and we were those people because Lego's now cashless. Is it? Yeah, actually, what blew my mind the most the other night because they they had it all tap ready, so everything was tapped. Like I was gonna pull, like I was like, oh man, we could use some cash, you know. Cash doesn't count as money because, you know, grow math. Hold up. So in in our scenario, you gave me a check. So I wouldn't have even been able to use that check. I didn't give you a check. You said you said you have a blank check. <laughs> oh, I was like, what are you talking about? You, you, you could have just had what it, like somebody would have tapped their card. Whatever. I... It doesn't matter. um but okay hold on like if it's tap only like people have limits on their like on their cards i don't know they were it didn't look like they took cash which is surprising they have to take cash you'd think that but we went to scotia bank arena the other night to watch a Mm -hmm. leaf game and it is a cashless bar cashless everything every concession is cashless they like now makes sense though like from it, when you want to expedite and speed up things right like you, not having cash the um, cash is slow if people don't have tap and they have to type in their their debit card number slow oh but i know it's, it's unique because i know you went to a jets game last year mm-hmm. scotia bank arena did some upgrades including having those like little amazon stores inside the arena where you just walk in the gate, you scan and tap, and you're done. You just go boop, 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 and you're done. You just walk out and you're charged. Your Amazon account's just charged. Well, how oh. do they know it's you? You scan. Oh, okay. Okay. And, so you kind of have to log in. They also have like serve yourself concessions where you walk into the queue, grab whatever you want off the wall. So it's like a bag of popcorn, some licorice, whatever. And then the only thing they don't let you take is drinks out of the cooler. And then you just tap and go. It's How crazy. You, someone has to hand you drinks? Yeah. Non-alcohol drinks. It's just like the pop and the Red Bull and stuff. Gotcha. Craziness, right? Interesting. I guess we should, I guess we we should about, talk about like stuff. We haven't talked about stuff. And things. Like the Zelda movie that was just announced. A live action Zelda movie. Because Nintendo was like, you know what? We're not done. Super Mario Bros. was so successful, we're going to make a live-action Zelda game or movie. And here's my worry. Excuse me, princess. 
what version of Zelda do you think this movie is going to follow? Uh, probably think they... Breath of the Wild. But why? Why not go Orcrane of Time? Or it's either going to be Breath of the Wild or uh, Orcrane of Time. Like you wouldn't do Majora's Mask. That'd be confusing for people watching the movie for the first time. But it's designed for the fans, so like I get it. Link's Awakening, maybe because you're starting earlier on in the series. Yeah, I think something in the Arcana timeline it, makes way more sense than Breath of the Wild. It depends on who they're trying to actually market to. If they're trying to market to like the younger, newer Zelda fans, then I could see it being closer to the uh, Breath of the Wild kind of universe. Um, if they're trying to market towards. Uh, I would say the wider Zelda audience, uh, and including, you know, those are like I guess I would say millennials, uh, because really when you think about it, like we grew up on like the Zelda that we probably spent the most time yeah. playing was uh, N sixty four ones, right? Uh, they would do something in the in the realm of uh, Orcrane of Time, like that kind of story. Uh, it, cool. Interesting. Uh, I, I'm very curious how they're going to do it because Zelda doesn't, or sorry, Link doesn't talk. So they're going to have to make him talk, though. They're going to have to, yeah. Uh, I wonder who's going to voice him. Tom Holland. He's so cool. No, definitely not. He's already Garfield. Things are ruined. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know what? I think... <laughs> Now that you mentioned it, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cast Legend of Zelda. Tom Holland. There was an old web series forever ago, and I can't remember who made it, but they made a live action Zelda. And if I can if I can recall it while I'm looking for things, I will lead you to it. But. My my guess is Link's gonna have to talk. Oh, one hundred percent. Unless they do something like Bumblebee, and he has some sort of like injury or something like that, where he he can't can't actually talk. Maybe I don't know. Like I remember seeing a few months ago, it was like the idea of it would be you could just use um, Tom Holland and Zendaya and just make a movie with them. Mm-hmm. People would watch it because they like them. But I, I don't know. I, it's like, I'm skeptical on the idea of the movie. And like, I've most recently played Breath of the Wild. And like, do you really want a Calamity Ganon? Like, do you just want like a crazy ass Ganon? Or do you want Vince Vaughn to be Ganon? Because that's what I want. <laughs> I do not want Vince Vaughn to be Ganon. <laughs> Why not? You know what? Who would be a really good Ganon? Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> we would get uh, we would get some uh, Judge Dredd vibes out of that. No, uh, who played Hellboy? Um, yeah, yeah, you talking about the guy who's um, David? The guy who plays Hopper in your favorite show, Stranger Things. Why well, can't I think of his name? David uh, Harbor. David Harbor. Thank you. Also, uh, it was Rocket Jump that made the Legend of Zelda Pot Smasher live action. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I could see David Harbor playing uh, playing Ganon, or 
the OG Ron Perlman, but probably not. Maybe not. He's got too Has big. It... Of, he's got too wide of a jawline for. Uh, I don't know if I like can. that. I like. I, I get Gannon. You're gonna need somebody very tall. You need somebody who's like means business a little bit, right? Like I, I just I don't feel scared of them. Uh, you could have Dave Batista do it. He's already dressed as Drax. Well, he's so not the very thing tall. Is, is he's not very tall, and he's more round and muscular. Whereas like Ganon has always been kind of like a tall, like a tall, menacing person. Whereas Drax just seen I or or uh, Dave Batista, I just feel like he kind of uh, comes off as a I don't know, not necessarily the the Ganon type of play, person. Uh, Tingle, they would have to have Tingle in there. What uh, about The Rock? Just saying. He's got he's got the star power to add to that movie. Uh, and then like he would just be like he's just looking at Link and like, come over here, you jabroni. Do you smell what Ganon is cooking? And then lays a smack down on him. Oh man. It's so I mean, marketable. Like, it's it, right there. It's marketable, but I it's horrible. Like I hate it so much. I like yeah. with a with a passion. Vin I Diesel? So, I am Ganon. Uh, no, I don't know. Like you know what? I think for for Why am I thinking only bald people for Ganon? I don't know. Ganon, I'm pretty sure has hair. Um I think for the, like this movie, like they <sighs> It's going to be tough because they need to to cast the right people. Um, otherwise, there's going to be like a ton of uh, of backlash um, if they don't cast the right person for the correct for the the correct things. Now, okay, like you know, Beetle, right? Yeah. Uh, or also known as Terry. Uh, I think like Glenn Harrington would be a good for for that because he can kind of play the like guy a... from Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he could be good for that because he's kind of like a can be an awkward, squirrely guy. What about Hugh Jackman for Ganon? We've already had him as Wolverine. You know what? I I don't tol- I don't totally hate that idea. All right, so we've we've come up with Ganon. We, <laughs> we've just assumed Link can only be. It's going to be that kid. It's not going to be Tom Holland. It's going to be that little blonde kid that's in everything. Not Timothy Chalamet. Um, Shit. You know who I'm talking about? I have no clue who you're talking about. I think he was in Brightburn. Really? Uh, I'm not going to remember his name. Jackson A. Dunn? No. Yes, maybe. I don't know. I'll think about it, but there's like, um, oh, I can't remember what his name is, but I, I, oh, uh, you know who I'm talking about, right? No, I have no idea who you're talking about. Okay. How about Richie Rich? Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin? Uh, probably not. It's this kid right here. He's a kid from. Um, he was in that stupid Christmas movie, The Holiday, or not The Holiday, Love Actually. What was his name? 
I don't know. You know, I have a better Ganon. Who? How about John Hamm? <laughs> you wouldn't take him seriously. I mean, he can play some pretty serious, like kind of aggressive. Like he has that look. He can play. He can play comedies, but he can also be very serious. I think he could play a good, uh, a good Ganon. Okay. I believe you. I can't think of this kid's name, but I'm pretty sure it's the kid who was in uh, um, Love Actually. I think that's what the movie was called. Hi, do actually, not remember. Like the 2003 film? Yeah, it was with like... Hugh was Grant? Hugh Thomas Grant. Brody? Is that his name? Thomas Brody Sang- Sangster? Oh, maybe. I, I, I couldn't find his name. Is his name Sam? Sam, oh, yeah. That's the older one. Did I get it right? And I'm just, this is terrible podcasting. Usually I say that and we're actually on a roll, but I just, I can't think of the kid's name. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm convinced he would be somebody good just because he has that like kind of link vibe. There's no way it's that kid. Oh yeah, it is him. <laughs> yeah, him, him. Uh, oh, I got an actual tingle. Uh, Martin Freeman. Oh, he's always just a hobbit. Yeah, but... <laughs> Like it would be perfect. What about the guy from the boys? Uh, what's his? Uh, Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. Oh, uh, you know what? I feel like Jack Quaid might be a better. Uh, Beetle actually. N- no. Okay, but here's a real question. So, okay, so you're saying that this guy that you can't remember the name of. Uh, it, it was that kid. You were right, but no, it's Tom Holland. We just we have to agree it's Tom Holland. Yeah, it'll most likely be, be cast as Tom Holland. But who, like the most important character out of everything, Sheik? would be <laughs> uh, Princess Zelda. Who is being cast as Princess Zelda? The most obvious answer is Zendaya. If you're trying to attract the, we want this like this age group to to want this movie right Mm -hmm. that just makes the most sense overall who could play princess zelda i could say like anya taylor joy she's already princess peach was she yeah oh okay never mind we can't do that um you need somebody still young you could be looking at like a um a sabrina carpenter you could be looking at a um what's her name olivia holt she was just in the actually the one uh either of the two that were in totally killer would work kiernan oh yeah that's true or if you want like someone that can that can present themselves with authority you know what i mean like uh well natalie portman is just too old to play princess zelda yeah a little bit (laughs) um what about Catherine newton Catherine Newton. She yeah. is Scott Lang's um, daughter, Cassie Lang, yeah. in Ant Man, and she is also Misty in the Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu. Uh, you know what i I could see that. Um, or um, her name. She might be a little bit old for it, but she might actually be also perfect for it. I can't think of her name, but she played Luna Lovegood in Harry Potter. Or, you know what? They could do Chloe Grace Mortez, the uh, 
Chloe Grace Moretz. More, 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 more. Oh, I guess it is Moretz from uh, Superbad and all that. Or wait, was she in Superbad? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like she would be a good a good casting for that. Oh, not super bad. She was in uh, that other one. She was super, in Kick Ass. Kick Ass. That's what I'm talking about. Um, you could also use um, the last one. I would probably nominate is Caitlin Dever. I don't know who that is. She was in Last Man Standing, Book Smart, um, Rosalie. No one will save you. She's in a lot of stuff. But she's another like up and comer oh, that's yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of taking the world by storm. Mm-hmm. And like, if you look at her real quick, you can see the pointy ears. Yeah, nothing that a little bit of uh, plastic surgery couldn't fix. Now, who's gonna play the guy in the sun <laughs> in the uh, in the tower that plays the sun song nonstop <laughs> and the chickens that you have to throw? You know, it'll be it'll be really interesting with this because there's a lot of characters like just uh, like aside from like casting specific ones, because I, I think what we have just proven, it is going to be difficult to cast this movie. Hold but... on. <laughs> Hold on. It was so obvious and in front of us the entire time. OK, I want you to follow the bouncing ball. Goron, Goron Mountain. They fall at you coming down the mountain as if they're boulders. Boulders is another word for rock. The king of the Gorons is the rock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That would be ridiculous. But okay, like imagine. So like there's so many uh reoccurring characters mm-hmm. in the Zelda franchise. Uh I think this will be really interesting to see who they bring into this movie. Even as like just kind of like small, you know, single scene characters, but who they would have to act like who is uh, Seth Rogen going to play? Obviously, the owl. <laughs> yeah, he's one hundred percent the owl. Instead of going like who, he'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no better person, I think. It's you either do Seth Rogen for that or you take a more serious approach and you have Samuel L. Jackson do it. That's that's true. I am tired of these motherfucking goblins taking my <laughs> motherfucking <laughs> rupees. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people taking things away from other stuff, I'm going to segue into Microsoft is uh, has announced that they are going to be limiting or I guess a complete outright banning the use of third party controllers. Honestly, oh, sorry, su- sorry, not third party unlicensed third party controllers. This might be a controversial take and this is why I haven't really given you my opinion on it since we saw the story. Who fucking cares? Like at the end of the day, there's licensed third party products that are scuff. Um, I'm pretty sure some of the Xbox official controllers that are themed to some games are actually unofficial because they have those like special charging docks, like the Gears of War, the Boba Fett. No, some but of those ones, those are those are licensed from Microsoft. It's just a third but they're, party. They're licensed third party pieces, right? I think what they're doing is actually smart. Getting like finally, and I'm surprised Nintendo hasn't done this forever ago. But you're eliminating the all powers. 
you're eliminating the the mad cats of the world that don't survive but they're built slightly different they're wired they're janky they're clunky they don't feel real and i understand gaming on a budget a thousand percent i get it i understand more than ever like especially in this economy you're having friends over and you want to bring out the switch or you want to bring out the xbox and you want to have an extra controller i get that a hundred percent but a lot of them don't have like wired ports for you to do that anymore in multiplayer facets and then if you're if you're looking at the overall longevity of these products like we bought a all power controller for our switch because mario party 10 we discovered if you play with the pro controller it's much more enjoyable or mario party all All stars if you play with the pro controller it's much more enjoyable because the controller scheme is just Mm -hmm. a little bit easier to deal with and we use it for Mario Kart as well and all these other things. But they have weird turbo buttons that if you accidentally activate it, <laughs> your whole game goes wonky. It's it's fine. You're just all your I, I understand that you're taking away from people who maybe can't afford a $79 controller mm-hmm. and you're you're still getting them. Like these things are being sold for 50 bucks. So it's not like you're really saving a ton of money. No, but 20, 20 bucks same- here and 20 bucks there is important. At the same like time, the though, garbage. The, at the same time, though, you know, a family of like with three kids, you know, they obviously have lots of other costs associated. Right. So if 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 the, the family is not necessarily super well off, but they got their kids like an Xbox or a, a Nintendo Switch or a PlayStation, you know, they're going to tr- need to save some money where they can in order to allow all of their children to play games. Now, like growing up, you know, I, I had five, there's five kids in my family. And so we had the N64, we had the Super Nintendo, we had the NES, but the cost of, you know, having controllers and stuff like that, it, it was expensive, right? So it's like, if we were wanting a game, but it was multiplayer, it's like, okay, well now we have to save up even more uh, for, uh, a controller or hope that our parents will buy us an extra controller or we have to wait for Christmas or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a place for third party controllers because what are you going to give your friend when you're over and you want to play couch co-op, you're going to give them a, a high quality controller with the exact number of buttons that you need to play that game. Or are you going to give them the third-party controller with three turbo buttons, four toggle switches, 17 extra base buttons, and like a, a joystick that doesn't really sit in center? Of course you're going to give them that one because that is like part of the enjoyment and the, the rite of passage that everyone has to go through when they play video games at their friends' house. Do you remember, um, and it wasn't that predominant on the GameCube, but the Mad Cat 64 controller that the arms were cut in half. Yes. So there, there was no, like it was, it was more comfortable for your hand, but the rule at my buddy's house was if you lost in 007, you had to play with the janky controller. And that was just the rules. So the loser of the first person to lose or got eliminated from that or smash had to use the blue controller that had half arms. That was the rule. And it was a it was a dumb rule, but it was the loser, the loser power. Yeah. And if you won on that, you were better than other people. 
I mean, okay, so I haven't bought a third-party controller in a long time. The last time I bought a third-party controller was a Nintendo Switch one, and it was the Animal Crossing one that I got for She Who Shall Not Be Named. Um, and really, for for that controller and, and what she uses it for, she doesn't need anything um, anything too fancy or, or significant, like, you know, high, super high yeah. quality, right? But for myself, like, uh, the problem with with controllers is it, it's like a blessing and curse. Microsoft has really done a phenomenal job with offering a variety of controller colors and uh, styles. Well, not necessarily styles, but you know what I mean, like designs. That there's literally something for everyone. And with their what's it called, the design, the design uh, lab, design lab, you could literally make your own custom colored controller uh in in whatever you can customize the face buttons or the joysticks the triggers all that stuff the problem is that like they're they're not cheap but a controller comes out and it's like oh man i want that but at the same time it's like oh i have three controllers already do i really need another one if they weren't so expensive then i could see myself buying more controllers just to have them yeah. like I have the uh, Xbox 20th anniversary controller. Never used it, right? And I, and I don't know if I will. Um, but it's a it's a cool, you know, limited edition showpiece. Um, last year, I got the oh, I forget what it's called. It was like the the gold, to silver kind of. Oh, you bought the lunar one, didn't you? The, the yeah, it was the lunar shift. That's what it was. I got the lunar shift one. And I really like that controller. I really like that design. But before that, I had the red one because I bought the red Xbox one controller because I red's my favorite color. But the red one has been passed on to she who shall not be named. That's her controller. It signs her profile in. And then they came <laughs> out with this, the Starfield controller, which is which super is beautiful. Nice. It's such a nice controller. And that is the one that I'm using now. Right. And I say like, I feel kind of bad because it's like I have this other controller that I don't really use. But I mean, I it, I'm torn, right? But the the thing with like these third party controllers is that one, they're not necessarily as expensive. Yeah, they're still like fifty bucks, but still, like for the cost of one um, one uh, official controller, you can essentially buy two, you know, third party ones. But they have like some cool like designs and stuff like that. Like the uh, gone are the days of like the extra buttons and all the extra turbos and all of that stuff. But they have things like LED lights, you know, LED lights, transparent. Like, that's what we're missing. We're missing, like, the, the transparent the fun controllers, controllers, right? Like, the fun stuff. Uh, and that's where you get from third party, right? So it's, it's going to be a, a – there's going to be a big shift in the market, and I know it's 100% uh, uh, a profits thing. Like – Sure, Microsoft can say that they want to make sure that the 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 gaming experience is consistent, right, across their platforms. But come on, we know that it's because Microsoft wants to get the piece of the pie that the third party uh, controller manufacturers are getting. Is it at all possible that with all the backlash that Microsoft receives? On a fairly regular basis, and there's so many, and I mean so many, off-brand Xbox controllers because of also PC. 
Oh, that it oh, might yeah, just 100%. be in fact, or it might be just the fact that they're trying to quality control. Like, hate to dig up old wounds, but the Logitech controller that was used to control that submarine. A, why would you use a video game controller from the early 2000s is beyond me. But B, you're talking about things that are compatible with both PC and Xbox, right? Mm -hmm. You're maintaining a quality standard that is far and above what um, other companies are attempting to do. Like Sony doesn't have this problem. Sony has Scuf and Sony has Sony. Microsoft has Microsoft and Microsoft has Scuf. And A Power, I guess, is also A Power, like the, uh, the mad cats but, of the modern era. But A Power is also good for like um, parents that have kids that are destructive and just like exactly. don't under, which is fine. And I don't think A Power is being shut down. I think A Power is going to stick around. No, I it's think that other I stuff think, that you buy on Amazon that they're killing. Yeah, and I think those are licensed third party uh, controller manufacturers. It's these things that like these these cheap Chinese knockoffs that you would order from Amazon or from AliExpress or buy at uh, the flea market from the, the guy with the weird table in the far corner, right? You can buy PS3 replica controllers that don't like that don't even feel like a PlayStation controller, but they're built in the exact same case. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the, or the it's like the quality of the plastics different and all that stuff. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. Like the, the, quality and the feel difference between a first party and third party controller but i think like it's the thing is is microsoft has like third party controllers that plug in from usb like it's just using a standard that is across the board between pc and it's just a driver that they have installed really it's like uh, what's it called x pad or something like that um even I'm, I'm pretty sure there's even like just generic usb drivers for uh uh, on the Xbox, but do you know what else I think it might be? What's that? Look at what's happening in telecom right now, right? Apple has now USB port or USB C ports on all their new devices. Their iPads had it two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. What if we're now hitting the standardization of controllers and USB C? Because if you look at some of the current Xbox one stuff it's all still there's compatible stuff that runs on usb 2.0 right like no. i'm holding an xbox one controller right now which is compatible with my series x it is my gears of war one but it's a micro usb and it still requires batteries what if this is all part of a bigger picture where they are going to standardize onboard batteries to their controllers and that's just the way she's going i, I doubt it I know Sony's done that. I know Nintendo's done it, but Microsoft, if they were going to standardize their controllers and have uh, internal, like uh, non-removable batteries, um, they would have done that with the Series X. I think so. I, I, I think, uh, if I recall correctly, they when the Series X was announced and whatnot, um, Microsoft or Phil Spencer, one of them, someone from Microsoft, said that they were keeping with the AA battery pack or, or battery options because it allows uh, more variety with how people play. They can get a rechargeable battery pack. Double A's are cheap. Um, it's one of those things that most people have double A's lying around. If you have to steal it from, you know, a flashlight or something else, uh, if you need when your batteries die, but they're cheap. True. Right. Um, 
and and the thing is is it, it allows variety you know uh people of all different budgets for people who like to play wired in they can plug their controller in and they don't even need batteries um for people who like to 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 you know charge their batteries and or like have a chargeable pack and then not do anything um or not have to worry about changing batteries then they have battery packs right like uh even with like the elite series you know those are the controllers that have a built-in battery the battery life is great on those but there is a set end of life with those controllers then right and it's and it's not necessarily like the buttons and the joysticks can all be working perfectly but once that battery eventually goes through its maximum charge cycles it's going to have a lesser battery life and then eventually it won't really hold the charge right so it, yeah. I, I don't know it's uh it's an interesting decision from microsoft um but i guess only time will tell how it actually affects anything if it does really 100 percent. i think time is also going to tell what's happening with call of duty and its survival as you all know activision blizzard signed a 10-year agreement or microsoft activision blizzard signed a 10-year agreement with um, Nintendo and Sony for Call of Duty to be available on all platforms for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Now, some people are a little pissed, mainly Sony fans, but also some Microsoft fans, because some people were greeted with a bulletin slash billboard that just slapped itself in front of your gaming experience when you logged on to your xbox one day who are you kidding it's a full it's a full, full screen, screen advertisement ad <laughs> don't try that said, and, don't try order just... call of duty modern warfare 3 now do i have a problem with this no here's why anytime you go into a store um, you you see that advertisement when you're in the Xbox store or the PlayStation store. Anywhere you go watching TV, mo Modern Warfare, whoever pays for the advertisement is getting it. Pre-order now on Xbox. Pre-order now on PlayStation. Everywhere you go, Spider-Man ads everywhere. Who the fuck cares if you turn on your Xbox and there's an advertisement for a game? You had to see this coming. They're adding advertisements to the basic plans of netflix and disney plus what's an advertisement on your xbox it's nothing it's well, one ad it, it's it's not one ad if you look at the history of xbox and you know the three from the xbox i don't want to say xbox one <laughs> the original xbox to the 360 um obviously with the original xbox there was no ads in there because it was a, a gaming console but then with the xbox 360 you know, they start off with the Blades dashboard where like the only ads was like there's like one page where there's ads. And then they eventually updated the the dashboard multiple times and it was slowly more and more ads became much more intrusive. And then with the Xbox one, it was like if you look at your dashboard right on your Xbox Series X. There is a small section for games and then there's always always going to be ads and it's just more and more intrusive. And I think the problem is that, and, and I was thinking about this the other day. I I know that we're living in a in a society where, you know, advertisements is going to be everywhere. Um, we can do what you want to try and block them, but you're still going to get advertisements wherever you go. If I walk into a store that sells video games, I'm going to expect to see 
posters and advertisements telling me to pre-order or purchase a new and upcoming game. You're not wrong. But when I turn on my my video game console, the first thing that I see shouldn't be an advertisement to buy a game. The first thing that I see should be the main menu of my my system. Except now, Microsoft's if, interface blows. It does, and it has been terrible for a long time. Now, if I go then to the storefront on that console, whether it be PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, I am okay with them showing uh, a full screen advertisement for a game because I've made the decision to go to the storefront where I am potentially going to purchase a game. So it makes sense that there is an advertisement there. Now, if I load up, say, Call of Duty, I expect that there's going to be at least somewhere on the main menu advertising the new Call of Duty, whatever it may be. Whether it Let be new DLC, whether it be like the the next game in the series, I think the problem is, and especially with this happening so soon after the acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard, that we're seeing these things, it's it's kind of uh, it, it's kind of it makes me wary for the future of of uh, how Microsoft is is pushing their marketing. I'd agree. I, I, I'm also looking at the fact that Microsoft right now is in even more trouble, sort of. I mean, look at the reviews and how they've gone for the campaign. How many Sony first reviewers took a, ch- uh, like a chance and a shot to be like, you know what? Fuck you, Microsoft, one more time. I understand the campaign's only four or five hours. Okay. It was literally supposed to be a DLC anyways, but now it's a full game. You're gearing up for Modern Warfare um, 3's multiplayer. That's why I'm playing multiplayer, or Call of Duty. But also you're gearing up for like Warzone next year, which will be the free-to-play. So you're going to have all this time to get all these guns, get all this stuff ready that other people aren't going to be able to get because they're playing Warzone and they'll have to unlock them individually with battle passes. Who cares? Like, why are you giving this game a four when other outlets are giving it a higher amount? But every PlayStation review, once again, is being review bombed. Why does this make any sense? Well, it doesn't. Back in 2011, IGN gave Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 for the Wii a 4.5. So it's just keeping up with uh, consistency. With the consistency. I think. I think there's a lot of uh, are the are the low review scores warranted for this game? I don't know. Do a lot of people play Call of Duty for the campaign? Not really. But the Call of Duty campaigns have always been a staple of the games, right? They have always been what people, yeah, they'll dive into, play the campaign for a bit, and then spend hundreds of hours playing the, the multiplayer. So I think when this with Modern Warfare 3, when it kind of is pretty much advertised or originally was supposed to be a, a DLC, um, they and then they said that, oh, we're turning into a full a full release. Well, if it's a four, if you can beat the campaign in four hours, that's that's really pathetic. 
Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, you know, I would expect at least a 10 hour campaign for a first person shooter. So I think there's more to it on this. And sure, there's probably a lot of salty PlayStation fans that are upset that, uh, you know, they don't have the early access map exclusivity. But at the same time, like the game is going to come out on PlayStation and they're going to buy it and they're going to play it just the same as they were before. I think there's more to it than just, oh, it's Call of Duty and Microsoft owns Activision now. So Metacritic still has everything under to be determined because the the embargo is not fully out yet, but IGN kind of did their own thing. User reviews are not available until November 10th. Here is the basis of submitted reviews so far. One Xbox Series X. 14 PlayStation 5. That's it. There's only 15 submitted reviews so far to Metacritic. But uh, that seems a little unbalanced, don't you think? Uh, yeah, well, you know, as of right now, it's, I don't know. Is there a review? I guess the review embargo is not there, but who knows? Like, maybe activate. Like, obviously. Multiplayer is not reviewable yet. So No, but and here's the thing, though. This game has been in development for a while. These developers have had, or these uh, reviewers have had these this game for a significant amount of time. Much longer than Microsoft has owned Activision Blizzard. So this isn't something that is a direct response or result of the the purchase of the the company. This was these were decisions that were made well in advance before uh, Microsoft even you know dreamt of of owning Activision Blizzard. I think we're we're getting again back into the the dark ages of Call of Duty. Where it was like the uh, a yearly release, and it was just like the same thing over and over again, just a slightly different theme. I think Activision could have done uh, Call of Duty as a, a game as a service, right? Um, you know, look at taking take what uh, Ubisoft did with Rainbow Six, and uh, I'll continue to kind of going back to that because they've been doing a phenomenal job with uh, Rainbow Six Siege, right? They could release a uh, a, a campaign. DLC um, and people would buy it. I would pay 40 bucks, 50 bucks for uh, a campaign uh, DLC and then release major updates for multiplayer, add new modes and stuff like that as a a service, right? Because a lot of people are playing Warzone anyways, right? So that's a game as a service. They're making their money off of skins and stuff like that. So... um, I don't know. I think uh, I think Activision needs to change their their method or their, their approach. Yeah. Their approach to Call of Duty, if they want to keep going, because if after this one the next game isn't like just a a complete home run, then I don't know. I who knows what the future of Call of Duty is going to be. True. I miss like the good zombie games too, right? Like, what was the last zombies you really remembered? That you enjoyed a lot. I mean, the last zombies that I had played significantly with anyone was what was the one that, uh, was what was it? Was it Modern Warfare? Did they have zombies in that? I think the last one you and I played probably a lot was Zombies in Spaceland. Yeah, Spaceland. What yeah. was that one in? Yeah, uh, Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. Yeah, that's right. And that one had like a cool like vibe and story and like. I remember spending nights with my buddies trying to like mm-hmm. figure out how to get all the jewels to get all the guns and mm-hmm. 
That was but the last one that we played a lot of was the the like a lot a lot of was the first one, which was that World of War. Yeah. Yeah. Kinder Toten. Did you ever play in zombies in? Did you ever get uh, the last one or the one that started with the V? Call of Duty Vanguard. Vanguard. No, I no. If people don't ask me to play zombies, I just don't play. Did you? But do you? Did you get Vanguard? I believe I own it. Oh, I picked that up for like twenty bucks, <laughs> and I started playing the campaign the other day. It's a little. It's it's fun, but again, it's like oh okay, it's just another World War Two shooter. And I I went to load up a a multiplayer like a team deathmatch, and sat there waiting for like. 10 minutes for a to find a match couldn't find anything yeah i own call of duty vanguard because i bought it with um it was the very first war zone this this was a pandemic purchase was it? i own a lot of call of duties yeah no uh cold, was, war, it, cold war came out during pandemic time that was a launch title vanguard was war zone one because we're in war zone two now oh because yeah. I'm just looking at all my Call of Duties. It's like Call of Duty, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Cold War, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. You so, own a lot of Call of Duty stuff. You're part of the problem. I am part of the problem. <laughs> um, but I want to be part of the solution. So I want to let you guys know a few quick things before we go. Um, we are running Simpsons Trivia on October. Wow. November. Let me restart that <laughs> We are running... <laughs> We are running Simpsons Trivia on November 15th at TWB Brewery. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come check it out. On November 29th, we are running uh, Punk Goth Rock Night. We're calling it Rock the Brewery. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot like our Much Dance Night, which is a lot more audio rounds and uh, questions just to have a little bit more fun vibes. And then we're doing uh, the end of our holiday season. Uh, will be December 13th and we'll be running our our second annual Christmas um, or holiday trivia. Um, we are doing donations again for the neighborhood groups at the Mill Cortland Community Center. Uh, if you listen to this podcast and you want to donate or send some, some gifts um, or donations, we are doing um, support to the Community Angel Project. Um, I'll have more details in the coming weeks, but we did take a lot of donations to them last year. We got them a lot of gingerbread kits, um, clothes for some kids. We got some toys. We got some hygiene products. It was phenomenal. It was a great experience. I can't wait to help them out again. So that's all coming up soon. And then uh, just on more of a personal like note, um, because we... We didn't touch on it last week just because it was kind of fresh. Um, the loss of Matthew Perry hit me pretty hard. I'm, uh, I, I, w- I would be lying to say that Friends was is nothing more than like comfort food to me. Like if I'm having a bad day or I need a good laugh or you just need that extra friend. And I know some people were in a Seinfeld more or the generation beyond it, which is how I met your mother. And I'm not about to start the debate being like, Oh, friends would get canceled now, or you can't make some of those jokes. You're right. <laughs> the late nineties, early two thousands were a very different time, mm-hmm. but he, to me, like I did a grade 11 project on Matthew Perry 
as a famous Canadian because he was my favorite actor when I was a kid and I watched a lot of his movies. Um, I think you actually came with me to one of his movie premieres when we were living in uh, London. Did you come to the 17 again premiere? I sure did. Yeah. So we got to go to one of those, which was a really cool event. I've always loved Matthew Perry. He always said he loved his fans. So I felt like he loved us all back. That's all I really got. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go about talking about how it happened or what happened. All I know is like, if he was suffering, he's not suffering anymore. He provided so many people joy when they were joyless and that can't ever be taken away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's the world has lost another great actor. Someone like you said, has brought joy to lots of people and Canada has lost a, another great Canadian and an icon, right? And an icon. Yeah, absolutely. We, we wish him all the best in his future endeavors. I know I posted it on, uh, on, I think it was my Instagram. I just, when Gunther passed away, we put him at the front of central perk and now Chandler standing at the front of central perk. So we just, the friend sets are really cool, but Mm -hmm. all the friends are invited to Kevin McAllister's super awesome Christmas party when we build it. I can't wait. <laughs> it's it's going to be so fun. Um, my other half and I were talking and joking, and I was like, Darth Vader's invited. She's like, why? It's like, he's already got a cool party shirt. Yeah. <laughs> we're going. But that is it for us. We want to thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you're listening, subscribe. Come find us. If you want to donate to the Community Angel Project, reach out to us on Instagram if you can't make it to the event. Thank you all for listening. For myself. Wow, wow, is it very nice? And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. <laughs>